Hi, I'm Tiffany Patlin, host of the Tiffany Talks Health and Wellness Podcast, where I discuss tools, tips, and techniques to heal your mind, body, and soul. I am on a godly mission to heal the world. Thanks for joining me today on the Tiffany Talks Health and Wellness Podcast Show. And today is February 1st, which is also known as National Get Up Day. And I actually had to research this because I was like, what, what is that, right? Well, it's actually recognized as a, a holiday where people share their stories of when they've hit rock bottom and how they have overcame them with whatever it is that they were going through in their lives. And this could be from people we know or just finding solace and inspiration from somebody else's life. That's pretty much exactly what my whole world is all about. It's what I've lived. It's what my businesses are about. That's pretty much what everything is. And in this episode, I specifically wanted to talk about talk therapy because National Get Up Day is all about overcoming circumstances, horrific circumstances. And every single human being out there in the world has experienced some sort of negativity, some sort of traumatic experience. And a lot of times we don't even realize that something that we experienced is traumatic for us. Uh, if you just take a look at my last episode, episode 52, where I was, um, I had the opportunity to have a breakthrough about you know, in discovering a traumatic event that I didn't even realize was traumatic for me, but yet it had been preventing me from connecting with people for 25 years and I didn't even know it. <laughs> so the reason why, I mean, talk therapies, usually it might get a bad rap because that's usually what uh, your traditional therapist will use. Um, it's in psychology. Um, I just pulled a little excerpt up, so I'll share for those that don't know. In talk therapy, a psychologist will discuss previous traumas and psychiatric conditions with a person in order to treat, evaluate, and diagnose various mental health conditions. The psychologist will help people resolve and process issues verbally. They may also help individuals forge a path forward through disorders that have interfered with daily activities. Now, that sounds similar to what I do, but I am not a psychologist. I am not a licensed therapist. I'm a human being just like you. I'm somebody who experienced emotional neglect as a young child, um, lack of affection that I needed. I wasn't raised being praised as much as I needed as a child. Um, I experienced a lot of violence with my siblings who had a lot of um, internal pain themselves. And that was when I was young. And then the incestuous rape that started at 12. And then I had two other cousins that sexually abused me. 
And then my parents divorced at 14. So, and I mentioned this in, in previous videos that my, my father came from another marriage. My mother had a child from a man who committed suicide. So they already had their own personal traumas, plus whatever generational trauma they took on from their parents and, you know, from their families. So there's all this, then they got married and then whatever, you know, unfortunate traumatic events occurred within their marriage. It just, it was like the, I call them collectors of pain. That's what I say. It's like, we become collectors of pain when we don't know how to heal. When we don't understand that throughout life, we experience traumatic events, but there's a way to a healthy way to process them and to release those um, emotions that stem from that and to process those thoughts in a healthy way. We just become collectors. And unfortunately, my mother and father became collectors of pain. And, you know, through healing, I've been able to forgive them and I love them. And I have so much compassion for them because even though they weren't able to give me everything I needed as a child, they did. There's things that they did do. Um, you know, they did their best. They they actually did the very best that they were capable of doing with everything that they were dealing with. So, you know, I have love for my parents. I forgive my parents. And that all came through healing. So in talk therapy, there is there is value in talking about your problems. And I know that a lot of people shy away from talk therapy. It's gotten a bad name, but maybe it's not that it's the talk therapy. Maybe it's the therapist or maybe it's the psychologist. Um, I feel like a lot of times, and this I actually experienced, you know, when I was younger, therapist and psychologists um, randomly, like um, I think some of them were court ordered um, or maybe it was one of them. I'm trying to like think back to that time. Um, all that is, it's really hard when I like try to sit back and think about the past because I have to like filter through all of my memories as there was a lot of bad and ugly and I got to just like zoom through it in my mind. Um, but I remember there was a court ordered therapist woman that I was supposed to speak to, but I just remember not even being open to the idea of talking to anybody. It had nothing to do with talk therapy itself. It's just that I was so abused, so tormented, so I was full of so much turmoil and pain. And why would I expect some random stranger to care about what I had to say? You know what I mean? So I was just like, whatever, you know, I had such a bad attitude, so it didn't go well, but I think you know, with other people, you know, I hear about it all over social media. There's negativity around talk therapy with their therapist and their psychologist. And I can't help but wonder, maybe it's not the talk therapy itself, but maybe it's the person. You know, some people have a certain personality that works with these types of people and their personality style. And, you know, it's just all different. There's different personality styles. And I think, you know, not to boast about myself or anything like that, but just to share, I feel like the reason why it's easy for people to talk to me is because I'm not a psychologist or a therapist. I don't use big words, you know, unless I'm reading it from something which I'm sharing with you guys. I learn right along with you. You know, I'm I'm, I'm going to I'm a lifetime forever student. All I want to do is learn. I'm like a sponge. That's what I want to do is just learn, 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 learn. Um, but I'm just a human being. And I'm somebody who experienced, you know, all of this ugliness, like I was mentioning to you, you know, and after 14, going back to that you know, being homeless on the streets because my mother was doing her thing. My father was doing his thing. I know what it's like to do drugs. And I wasn't even doing them as a form of escape at this time. I, I was using meth. I was actually using it because I didn't have a place to lay my head to go to sleep. So I had to stay awake and I had no food to eat. And meth suppresses your hunger. 
And that's actually why I would use it. And it's not like I was searching for it. It was just drugs were always readily available to me. Why? Because I was out on the street around random people and they just would share it. I never asked for it. So, and I was always, I was under this um, umbrella, this, this um, idea that I had to do what I was told, shut up and do what you're told. You're not allowed to answer or ask any questions. I remember my mother specifically telling me that. So I just would do what I was told, um, whether I wanted to or not. That wasn't even a thought that crossed my mind. It was just like, oh, better do what I was told. Better do it. Better take this drug, better drink this drink, better do this, better let them do this to me, better let them do that to me. And you know, I developed all these ugly thoughts, all these things, and I never understood why. But in talking through things, like with a coach of mine, they've been different coaches. They've been able to help me. They will talk as I'm talking about whatever's going on in my mind. They're listening for clues they're listening for specific words that I'm using that are that can be very telling if there's something, some trauma or pain that's hidden there. That's the beauty of talk therapy. Um, not in the sense of trying to diagnose people, but more of identifying the trauma. Um, and, you know, I know some people might be uncomfortable with that. And I understand that because it's almost like you're reliving the trauma, right? I get that. Believe me, I do. Um, because that's what I would do whenever I would talk about it. Because I had so many random boyfriends in and out of relationships. Cause I just didn't know what I was doing. I just thought that's what people did. You know, you live your life. You you have a, a boyfriend and you eventually get married. And that's what I knew. And there was always a man, a man around. Uh, there was always a next one in line. And I didn't know what I was doing. I do now, <laughs> you know, um, so I'm raising my sons, you know, to teach them, even though they're not girls, you know, I'm teaching my sons to realize how valuable they are, how precious, you know, your first time really is that sexuality is sacred, that, um, you don't want to create those soul ties. And I actually plan on doing an episode about that next week. So if soul ties interest you, um, join me next Wednesday, I'll have an episode about that, um, but, you know, there was just so many things I just didn't understand and didn't know about. So going back to the whole talk therapy, there's a lot of value in that. And I understand that you don't want to relive it, but there's healing in that. Like, just think about that. Why is it that you don't want to relive that? And I hear people saying this all the time because you're re-traumatizing yourself. Personal opinion here. I think that's just... I think it's a lie. I think that is a lie. I don't think we are re-traumatizing ourselves. The trauma has already happened. You're just having a flashback. And when you have a flashback, what happens is it almost feels like you are experiencing the same event all over again. And I can see that's why people say they're being re-traumatized, but you're not like excelling in trauma by remembering that. You're not, you're just re-experiencing it in your mind, but it's not like the more, every time you think about it, you're getting more and more and more traumatized. That's not true. Um, personally speaking, you have to feel to heal. When we experience a traumatic event, we produce thoughts. Oh, they hate me. They don't love me. I deserve this. I mean, there's so many different thoughts, negative thoughts that each and every one of us produces from whatever event is occurring at the time. 
that's traumatic for us. And then we start having feelings about it, sadness, hurt, rejection, unworthiness, all of these negative emotions start flooding. And then we don't know what to do with that. But we have we're expected to survive. We're expected to keep going in life. And there's pressure to do this, to act right, to be right, to speak right, to do all these things. But yet you have all this trauma and you don't know what to do with it. You have all these thoughts and all these emotions and they're they're just lodged, you know, and embedded in your subconscious mind. It's like programming. So you start to act and speak and feel and think in a way that's being driven by all of that trauma. And that's the reason why you see people that want to drink every night. There's a reason for that. The reason why people are doing drugs, the reason why people self-sabotage their relationships, their marriage, the reason why they scream and yell and have no patience, the reason why people are abnormally irritable, the reason why people are always flying off the handle, the reason why people punch walls, the reason why people throw things. There's a reason for that. And it's because they're being triggered with whatever's going on in that moment. Something is triggering that event in their mind. And that's when it activates that fight or flight or even freeze response. And that's why people just, it seems like what is going on with people in this world? People are just full of trauma and they're just screaming out for help. When you see that person that's drunk, I know people look at them with disgust. I've had moments where I've looked at myself in the past with disgust because that was me. I was the one that would drink until I until the sun came up the next day. I never wanted to go home. Why? Because when I was drunk, I was numb to any of the pain. I thought I felt high on life because I was so numb. I didn't feel any pain. I was getting attention. I was happy, laughing. Ha, 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 ha. I would talk and speak about anything. Like I came out of my shell. I wasn't scared, no fear, no anxiety. Like I didn't feel any of that. So I was just, it was false. It was false. It was a very false sense of happiness, if you will. And it wasn't healthy for me. I don't know how many times I fell off of a bar once, standing on top of a bar. I I don't know what I was doing. Lost my balance and fell. And I even have a scar somewhere on my elbow where I fell and I was bleeding. I didn't feel a thing. And I remember this guy was like, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. We got to we got to do something. And oh, no, no, we got because it was like bleeding. I'm like, what? 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 Leave me alone. I don't feel anything. You know what I mean? Like, I was just so I was gone. So when you see people like that, try to have some compassion for them and maybe help them out because they're in a lot of pain. But always be safe. You got to be safe. But that's the reason why talk therapy is very beneficial. Because when you talk about things with people, somebody that you can trust, I'm one of them. If you're, you've been searching for somebody to talk to about anything, I'm there for you. I'm here to listen, not to diagnose you, but to hear you, to be that sounding board, to be that safe space. To be the person who's looking for those clues, the person who does use the Holy Spirit to bring, you know, those words to me that maybe you need to hear. And because of everything that I've experienced in my past, I do have the ability to identify when somebody is experiencing something. I used to say it was a curse, but it's not. It's a gift. It's a gift because it allows me to help other people because I've been there, because I understand. I know what it's like. 
That doesn't mean that I know your exact experience. Don't get me wrong there because we all have our own unique different experiences. But I do understand and know what it's like to feel alone, to be abused, to feel unworthy, to feel unwanted, unloved. And the list goes on and on and on and on. You know, I, I was the person that used to ask myself, why is it that, you know, God allowed all these horrible things to happen to me because I didn't deserve it. But then I, I came, it was actually recent where I apologized to God for ever complaining about anything because throughout my entire life, all the ugly, all the ugly I've learned and grown from it. And I actually appreciate it because it got me to where I'm at today, which is why I'm able to have the heart that I have, the compassion that I have for people, why I can see the good in people. And it's because of everything I've overcome. I had to overcome that to understand that it was all through healing. It was the good, the bad and the ugly. It was all of it. If I hadn't gone through that, I wouldn't be able to understand what other people are going through. I wouldn't be able to help other people the way that I do. I just, I just wouldn't understand. I wouldn't get it. You know, and I know that there's a lot of people out there that have, you know, a degree. They have a piece of paper, but have they gone through it? Do they understand what it feels like? And I think that might be where there's a loss in connection and understanding. And I think that's what makes me unique and different to help other people. I understand that each one of us has our own unique journey. Your journey is not meant to be exactly like mine and vice versa. We're all unique. It's like we're all the same, but yet we're all unique. Healing is universal. Trauma, unfortunately, is universal. Our experiences are unique, but those feelings and emotions that we all feel are the same. And the fact that we all have the ability to unlock we all have the ability to unlock our ability. We can all, <laughs> I'm trying to say this with the, the term of my book, my book, Unlocking Your Ability to Heal. We all have the innate, that innate power within us. We have that. Okay. You have that. I have that. I experienced that. I figured it out. That's why I wrote a book about it because I was like, I need to share this with the world. There's a way out. And I wasn't the only one that knew about it. After I started doing my research, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is a thing. It's real. Like other people have actually experienced healing mentally, physically, and spiritually. It's all combined and it goes together. But if you don't talk to anybody and you just keep it all trapped inside, you're going to keep exploding. Some people implode. Some people resort to self-injury. Um, I actually used to do that as well. I have scars all up and down my arm right here because I'm right-handed. So I used to cut and I actually have another episode on cutting. So if that strikes a chord with you, I encourage you to go watch it, listen to it. Um, but some people do that. They internalize the pain. They don't know what to do with it. So they take it out on themselves. And that looks different for everybody. Some cut, some burn, some pinch, some pull hair, some, you know, bang their head against the wall. They, I did all that. Um, and then they drink, they do drugs, they do it silently. You know what I mean? They put themselves in harm's way. And so there's so many things that come with that. So it's really important that in order to get up, to rise up, to elevate from your circumstances, you have to find that courage that you have deep within you to just take the first step. You don't have to see the whole staircase. You might've heard that before. You don't. 
when I made the choice to be better, I had no idea what that looked like. I had no idea what that looked like. I just knew that I literally wasn't going to lay in the gutter and die. Because there was a point where I was on the street and I screamed out for anybody to come just take me out of my misery. I literally welcomed it. I did not want to be alive any longer because what was the point? No one loved me. No one cared about me. Everybody that said they loved me or cared about me hurt me and abused me. What was the point of me being on this in this world? That was my lowest point in my entire life. I'll be talking about that in my uh, TEDx speech. So I encourage you to follow me, subscribe to my podcast, because I will be talking about my episode. I mean, my um, TEDx speech. I'm currently in the process of um, completing that speech. My goal is to deliver it this year. Um, and it's one. this is going to be one of the biggest accomplishments personally of my life for myself, but for the entire world, because I want everybody to rise up, to get up, use talk therapy or other modalities. You know, there's a lot of different ways that people can heal. It looks different for everybody. You have to do what resonates with you because you are a unique individual. And I just want you to know that it doesn't matter what it is that you've gone through in your life. It doesn't matter how ugly it is, how deep the shame you may carry, how much that it just... If you're sitting there thinking to yourself, I just can't see it, Tiffany. I cannot see. I cannot even fathom what healing looks like because the darkness and pain is too deep. It's it's too much. That's a lie, my friend. That is just a lie. It's a lie. It really is. It's It's about time that you start believing the truth of who you really are. And it's in there. It's in you. It's just buried. That's the reason why it's important to start purging, to identify your trauma, then start purging it. Start doing that healthy process with your thoughts and your emotions, affirming your truth, you know, and just starting to like build that self-love and start caring about yourself. You know, I came across this thought that my best revenge against all the people that have hurt me in my life is to not let what they did to me ruin my life. Instead, to overcome it and become the best that I can be. That is the ultimate revenge. So if you've taken anything from today's episode, it's that no matter what it is that you've gone through, you have the power within you to unlock your ability to heal. And I would love to help you do that. I offer complimentary sessions and you can schedule that on my website at tiffanypatlin.com. I recently reorganized my website so it's much more easier to find that link. It's the first button you see um, and it's no charge. I generally just want to meet you and hear whatever it is that you're struggling with so I can help you. My goal is to have you leave our call, feeling better, being filled with hope and love because you truly deserve to live your best life. You do. And I'm just here to help you do that. All right. That's it for me. I'm sending you so much love and light and I will see you on the next episode. Bye.